Welcome to the Inner Glow Getter podcast, the podcast for you, the woman who is pushing the boundaries, expanding your consciousness, and doesn't take no for an answer. This podcast will help you reduce the overwhelm, tune back into you, take back control of your health, embrace your most authentic self, and show up as your most confident, aligned, and powerful you. We do the inner work together through the safe space for you to come learn, grow, and gain knowledge in areas of your life such as body confidence, hormones, feminine flow, money, well-being, spirituality, fitness, and mindset, and so much more. Let's get started. I'm so, so, so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'd love to start with where you are in the world, where are you based? Okay, so I'm in South Africa. I am in Johannesburg, which is one of the main cities of South Africa. And yeah, that's where I am. That's where I'm based right now. Amazing, amazing. I just love setting the scene about where where my guests are because they are all over the world. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm so excited to have this chat with you. You and I have spoken a few times before. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited to dive in deeper with you. Yeah, same. Um, Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. Uh, Let's start off with um, what do you do and how did you come to do what you do? Okay. So I am an integrative nutrition health coach. I just actually um, became certified. I started my health coach training program with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in January. And normally the program is a year, but I chose to do the six month accelerated version. So um, once you reach halfway through the program, you are officially certified so that took place I think maybe like a month and a half two months ago and I've been coaching I've got my first two clients and I'm just working on like building up um building up my coaching practice I'm coaching virtually and I am also a yoga teacher though my journey into teaching yoga was more out of like personal interest than out of a desire to have a career as a yoga teacher but because I am in like the beginning stages of my career I am just trying to maximize every skill that I have to generate income so I am also um, teaching yoga but my focus really is to build my health coaching practice and like that is my that is what my focus is on career-wise And then the second part of the question, how did I get here? Um, Well, I've had an interest in like health and wellness since I was quite young. Um, And I think just organically, like life led me here through my own personal health and wellness journey. Um, Before doing this health coach training program, I did go to like normal university. I studied at the University of Cape Town and um, I was there for four years. I got a degree in economics and finance in the first three years. And then I did a postgraduate diploma in entrepreneurship in the fourth year. But I knew literally from first year that I wasn't really going to go into economics or finance. So it just, when I graduated, which was in 2019, my first year out of varsity was last year. And um, 
yeah, I was like, I'm going to start a business. Uh, but obviously that's really hard and it's not always so straightforward. Um, so to, throughout the duration of last year was when I was like, okay, I know that I'm, I want to be a health coach. And like, that's what I want to do. And I set my sights on studying through IIN and then I got funding, which made it possible to study this year. So that's a super short version of how I got here. Whistle stop version. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to write an email yesterday about like with answering a similar question and the email went on for pages and pages and pages. <laughs> and I had to like apologize to the person in advance. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. There's just so much I wanted to say. Anyway, I, I digress. Um, wow, I, I love that you're doing the accelerated version. Like, no wonder we're connected. No wonder we're, <laughs> we're friends. <laughs> love, love that. Love it. Yeah. Driven woman. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I need to get out there as soon as possible. You know, it's just also that sense of urgency to, like, get your life going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, if there's an accelerated option, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And um, it's a little bit of a side topic, but as you were speaking there, I was really interested. So you said, I mean, it sounds perfect that you studied finance, that you studied um, entrepreneurship, and and now you're going to health coaching and it like it all seems like it's meant to be part of your path, I guess. Would you like to elaborate on that any further? Like um, and you mentioned in your first year that you you already knew then that it was not the path that you wanted to pursue. But obviously, like in South Africa, I don't really know how things are in the rest of the world. But in South Africa, you know, the culture is you go to school, after school, you go to university, after university, mm-hmm. you get a job. Um, and like throughout school, I, you know, was a good student I did well um and so obviously when you do well like like you're encouraged to do the more reputable types of um studies and so I started off with like I started off at university with having registered for an engineering degree and in the first week like the the pre-week a week I was like "Mm -mm." no 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 this isn't gonna work for me (laughs) then I I decided to change and I was like okay well the second thing that I applied for was economics so let me just go and change what I signed up for so I did that and like university was just something that I did because you know like that's Mm. what you do after you go to school but um um yeah I resonate with that yeah Yeah. I had a lot of like you know just like turbulent feelings about being in university and like what the use of it was for my life because I was like I know that I don't want this like I've never dreamed of like I've never envisioned myself working the way that people typically work like at that point I, I don't I don't I didn't necessarily know what I had like what I envisioned for myself but like it wasn't that so anyway, I was in varsity. Um, I was in my first year and I was like, this this is really not for me. Like I know that I did well in school and like, you know, I was able to excel in anything that I studied, but this 
just because I couldn't do it doesn't mean that this is what I should be doing. And I was pretty aware of that from the beginning. Um, but obviously I continued. Um, I was on a scholarship program for children who the foundation pre-selects as having like high potential to be what they define as high impact entrepreneurs. And I knew that like after, after studying, I would want to still have a relationship with the foundation, but I would need to graduate university to still have that relationship. So that was really like the biggest motivation for me staying in university. I don't know <laughs> what my process would have been if it wasn't for that. Um, so yeah, I did, I did varsity. And then instead of doing an economics or a finance honors, I was like, okay, well, I know I want to be an entrepreneur. So I'm going to choose the entrepreneurship um, course for my last year of varsity. And yeah, that was, that was my experience of university um, leading up to where I am now. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember like, between the age, I remember age 17, I was like, I can't believe I'm being asked to choose like what to study in university. Like I have, I can't t- tell the difference between like my dad's voice, my mom's voice, my voice, like <laughs> <laughs> what people want me to do, what I want to do. Like, I'm still so confused, but yeah, I do think there's something to just going into university, finding something that resembles you know, is, is okay that you can get through and then yeah, exactly. And then continuing, continually like leaning in after, thereafter, like into, mm-hmm. into what, what makes you happy and what inspires you. I suppose a, a, along this time, your, I guess in your own personal life and your own lifestyle, things were starting to come through and guiding you to that entrepreneurship and like, I guess, coming out of entrepreneurship and, and deciding what you wanted to focus on women, AKA like women's health. Um, could you speak more to that journey, um, and your own personal experience? Mm -hmm. So I think it was like in my fourth year. So that was 2019 when I was like, okay, I have, I know that I want to do something, but like, I don't necessarily know what it is, but I know that I want to do something that's like impactful to to women so then I started writing a blog because I was like okay I'm tired of having ideas and not doing anything about them so I started writing a blog um and it was more like a personal development kind of like lifestyle design blog because that's also like the frame of mind that I was in at that time I was like really diving into personal development and stuff so I just started like sharing the stuff that I was learning Um, And then, I don't know, I think just like organically over time, I started sharing more like health, like women's health and women's like wellness on like the, you know, physical holistic health um, type of thing. I don't know necessarily how I got from the personal development into the sharing of like the holistic health. I think actually it started with personal development and then I was like, okay, then I started adding like self-care content. And then I think from the self-care, then it branched. I started getting deeper into like sharing about holistic health and wellness. I think also because like for myself, I'd been on my own personal health and wellness journey. So it was, it was kind of was organic for me to start sharing more of that because it was such a big part of my life already. Um, mm. 
so that's how it started. It was, it was originally a blog. And then I think as I started that blog, I started sharing more Instagram um, content aligned with what I was sharing on my blog. And my intention was that with that was, I think I just wanted to kind of start like preparing myself for when I do have a business. I just wanted to like, I wanted people to know like what I stand for and like essentially when I do have things or products or services and stuff that I would be offering, obviously at that time, I didn't know what that would look like, but that I would kind of already have some sort of footing already. So, and then I just started sharing like what I was sharing on my blog, on my Instagram. And eventually it just kind of like unfolded from personal development, self-care. I got really into women's hormone health at a point and um, that was because I started learning about it myself from listening to podcasts. And I realized that, oh my goodness, I don't know anything about my body as a female. Um, mm. And I just realized that <clears throat> like women not knowing about their bodies doesn't serve them. Like it doesn't serve us, you know what I mean? And I looked at it in terms of like... Uh, a bigger social structure of like oppressing women and mm -hmm. knowledge being the key for us to actually you know be more empowered and like you know just have a more empowered experience of living in our bodies so I started sharing that content with that intention that you know if we know more about how our bodies work then you know we're not gonna fall we're not gonna fall privy to stereotypes of like um you know, just like things that society and like typically also like men say about women with in relation to like having a cycle, you know what I mean? Like we'll mm. actually have the knowledge and we'll understand ourselves better. And if somebody, I don't know, in the workplace says, oh no, she's just hormonal because it's that time of the month, like you actually understand what's going on in your body. And like, you know, that what's meant to be a degrading comment it like it doesn't have that power over you anymore so yes. yeah then I was sharing that kind that content um which was actually great because I learned a lot and it took me on my own journey of like being more aware of my hormones and like I was able to clear my acne because of it and it did actually really change my life and I think it also helped other people like the people who are consuming that content and then moving on to like later in the year, like this year, I started to kind of like redirect, move away from that a little bit and kind of like towards the middle of this year as well as I've been moving through my health coach training program, I have kind of like really established what it is that I want to focus on now, which is body image and food um, image issues. But like at the core of everything is really a desire to empower women. So like no matter what the niche or like the topic is that I am speaking to directly, the core desire is the same to like empower women mm -hmm. Um, and body image and food issues is something it's a big struggle for a lot of women you know and so I do think mm. that like that's also an area in which working with women through that issue is like a way that we can change our lives and be more empowered 
So I don't know if that like strictly answers your question, but that was beautiful. That was beautiful. I was nodding through the entire thing. Yes. Yeah. Not knowing our bodies does not serve us as women. I think just paraphrasing what you said, that was beautiful. Yeah. Really loved it. Um, I've got kind of two questions off the back of that and it, and I guess firstly a comment like we've been connected since I think last September or something like that and um, at the time I think you're using your blog name on um, on your Instagram and now it's like I am Sipong Poe and I think yeah I just have loved witnessing that transformation and your ownership and yeah like really becoming the personal brand so that's the first comment but um <laughs> is uh secondly yeah what has the what like what has the response been like, I guess, from like your audience and followers? And because those are such powerful um, paradigms to stand for. Like, what has the response been like? I think like, so firstly, I'll say that I'm still at a stage where I don't have like huge numbers. And so obviously when you don't have huge numbers, you're not going to have like overwhelming engagement, but like, I think you have huge numbers compared to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm like, (laughs) so I guess like with the engagement that I have had, it's been quite positive. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't have any like people who like troll me or like who are negative, um if there are people who don't like what I'm sharing they keep quiet um (laughs) (laughs) but I think I've actually I've been like quite pleased with how people who consume my content have responded like they really like it I think it's something that I'm learning it's that when you stand for something like that's when you generate a stronger response it's either going to be like a stronger positive response or a stronger negative response and so far I've just had people who like really strongly resonate with what I'm saying which Mm. I think just you know validates or like encourages me to like keep going and just you know keep defining my voice and like just sharing the things that matter to me and I think that's going to be like an ongoing process not only in not just in sharing like about the body image and the food and like sharing a little bit of like my political views on like patriarchy and how I think that feeds into how we relate with ourselves as women and our bodies and stuff Mm. but also like you know my own apart from like I guess what I could call work values but also like my own personal values like my spiritual beliefs and stuff like that I think that you know there's room for sharing that part of yourself when you are I guess a personal brand on social media um so I think just having the courage to like speak I guess more vocally about how I feel about like issues around women's bodies and food is like the first step in me um having the courage to be bolder in other things that I believe in as well amazing amazing and the other thing I'm curious about is the wellness industry in South Africa do you see that it like I guess fits the trends and the trends I don't know if trends is the right word but the um the same narrative that we see kind of coming out of the U.S. and more globally I guess or is there some like unique aspects to the South African like wellness industry does that question make sense <laughs> so, yeah no it, it definitely yeah. makes sense um, <laughs> 
Yeah, obviously, like, I can only answer this question to the extent of, like, my knowledge and awareness of the South African wellness industry. Like, I don't want to claim to be an expert on what's happening in the country yeah. um, in that regard. But, like, just from, you know, what I've seen, what I've experienced, <clears throat> I would say that definitely, um, like, wellness in South Africa is different. I would say that, what like, the South African wellness industry is still like I would say quite relatively like behind what we're seeing happening like like you said um in America um in Europe and stuff like that and obviously we have exposure to all of these things because those cultures are hugely influential to um you know Mm. South African culture and in South Africa based off of like you know my experience as a South African person health and wellness in South Africa is still very much focused on weight loss like we're still Mm. in that weight loss focus um when people think about health it's like okay go to the gym you know because I need to lose weight or like because I need to be snatched and have like you know for the younger for the younger people like have a hot body and stuff (laughs) um or it's like you know um going to an RD because you have weight concerns or whatever you know um I think yeah so I think that the country is still very much like focused on weight and then I think on the another thing that's obviously a big focus which would make sense is obviously like um disease care not so much disease prevention but like disease care um Mm. because obviously that is also a part of like health health and wellness more from like the health care side of things but yeah I would say it's it's weight and disease that's like that's mm. where we're at so uh, like right HIV now. and <clears throat> tuberculosis and I guess when we speak of diseases yeah and like mm. I guess I guess bringing it closer to what what we're specifically talking about right now in terms of like nutrition fitness that type of that type of health like you know things like obesity diabetes you know those lifestyle um preventable lifestyle diseases um Mm. yeah that's where I think we're at like in terms of health and wellness as a country um it's I mean yeah I'm not like not passing any judgment to anything but like um yeah I think obviously there is space for the conversation to you know have Mm. different colors and you know textures and stuff but that's where we're at right now and um I think that people who are exposed to like you know the different parts of the conversation they're getting that influence from social media um yeah yeah. oh thank you for sharing that that yeah that that's been my experience as well and I wanted to hear if that was yours too especially that fixation around weight I notice, like even when I go to like Dischem, which is like a massive pharmacy here, like you see so much signage about rapid weight loss and tablets and pills mm-hmm. to take and and like the protein powders to get uh, <laughs> you know big and stuff. Yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. Which for me, I think is like I think. I think it's a bit challenging in the sense of like being in South Africa, like being in the holistic health space and like wanting to build up my holistic health coaching practice, you know what I mean? But it's like, there's a bit of a gap between the market awareness and like what I'm offering. So for me, that, um, that does also make me quite like 
cognizant of like putting in efforts to also be able to like attract clients globally not just from South Africa Mm. Um, yeah 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 I love that that's um that's so interesting and I've also like witnessed a lot of like extremes here like banting diets and that kind of thing and like yet coming from the exact same angle as you more holistic (laughs) there's some conversations that you hear and it's like they just say it's so superficial at that that weight loss kind of yeah anyway (laughs) I don't know how to articulate that but um fab and I guess I'd love to drill into this even further like in terms of how does your experience personally inform uh like in terms of your relationship with your body like I especially read on your website and I loved reading this like where um you're you got to a point in your life where your mo- your motivation was high, but your self-esteem was underground. And, and how did this, and I, it's badly phrased there when I said, I loved reading that because I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's because I resonate with that. Like I had a similar experience and it's like that point where you're like, I'm sick of this, but, um, but how to move forward from that point, I guess. And I'd love if you could speak more to that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been like on a weight loss journey for, okay, I I started at the end of 2016 when I went home um, for the three-month back from first year of varsity. So I was at the end of first year and I had gained some weight. Like I, I started actually gaining weight when I went to boarding school, which was in grade 10. So grade 10, 11, 12, I was putting on weight slowly. Um, and then, but I didn't realize it, like I actually didn't see anything. <clears throat> and then in first year, I don't know if I was like gaining weight throughout the first half of the year, but I know that definitely media, I went on a trip to India as part of this like entrepreneurial immersion experience kind of a thing. And I was like, I was eating a lot. I was eating like the food was going to run away. <laughs> so I, I definitely put on weight. And also like the food that we were eating was like quite like fatty and oily and stuff. And like, just imagine like, um, you know, like curry with lots of oil because we were in India and we were eating like, you know, curry and stuff um, with rice and just I a lot of curries. stuff. That, like, making me hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just uh, just you know stuff that like if you if you eat a lot of that you're probably gonna put on a bit of weight because you're eating like really calorie dense foods so anyway and also it's like you know it's a fun time we're having fun we're you know just eating and you're just having fun so anyway when I came back I was like whoa girl you don't you don't gain some weight (laughs) so anyway um then fast forward to the end of the year, I was like, okay, no, I actually want to do something about this. Like, I don't like the fact that I've, you know, gained however much weight. And I also don't like the fact that I'm not really taking care of myself. Like, I think as I mentioned earlier in the conversation, I have, you know, generally been a health conscious person for like, since I was like 10, you know? Mm. Um, so I was like, no, I don't like this. Like, I don't like the person who I am right now. 
So I went on a, you know, I went on a journey to change that. Um, I bought Kayla um, at Science BBG and the accompanying food plan, it was on sale. So I was like, jackpot. I've done some Kayla <laughs> workouts, yeah. <laughs> so I the other Kayla. <laughs> yeah, so, so I bought that and like I started the workout program. I started eating according to a food program and I actually like, within a week I could already see a difference and I just kept you know I kept on going I was really motivated it was actually really quite exciting um to be doing something in the direction of you know who I wanted to be and like the life that I wanted to have so it started off like really good um in a really good mind state like even though I didn't really like what I saw when I looked in the mirror I didn't hate myself you know what I mean like I just wanted to change but I didn't hate myself but that started changing as I kept going and I think that I actually think that what really you know started to change how I felt about my body was going on social media and like even though it's like her BBG community is meant to be empowering and like women rallying alongside each other it didn't it wasn't like that for me like I just I saw a women's before and a women's after picture and like I was like oh my goodness that's gonna be me you know what I mean like that's gonna Mm. be me I'm gonna have this before I'm gonna have this after and like the after like I don't know if you've noticed in before and after pictures but like in the after the person always seems to be happier like they're smiling and they just look like their life is so much better and that's I started to kind of like attach those ideas onto myself without even realizing it and I think that just the more I looked at fitspiration pictures on Instagram the more I just devalued myself without even realizing it and I eventually started feeling really really terrible about myself and instead of just like working out and like you know being on a diet to lose the weight and I don't know just get healthier and feel healthier it started taking on a whole lot more meaning and I wasn't happy with myself I wasn't happy with even my life like it just got to a point where it consumed my life Um, And I wasn't happy every time I looked at myself in the mirror. I literally felt like I felt awful. I felt, I literally felt disgusted with what I saw. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was just like, yo, I don't know if I can, like, I don't know if I, like weight loss became so important because I was like, when I get there, I'm not going to feel this terrible about myself. So it was, yeah, it was bad. And like, I'm so glad that I'm not in that space anymore because that's not some dark, that's some dark stuff. And I'm, I'm really grateful to have like, to be able to look at it in hindsight um, and just not be having that experience anymore because it's really bad. So yeah, I guess that's, mm. You know, that was the like being super motivated to to change, I think, because I had attached so much more to, you know, the perfect body than just the weight loss and the health transformation. It was more than that. It was like, I'll I'll be happier, I'll be more successful, I'll mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that type of stuff, which is totally not true at all. Um mm. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah, the, um, I love that you raised the before and after photos as well. Like, I think depending on how people are in their journey and where they're at, they can be, um, they can be motivating, but you're so right. It's the, it's the mindset that comes along with it. And um, yeah. And if it's, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, it's such a, tri actually, this is a beautiful segue because uh, you and I talked recently about like, I still find it so difficult to like articulate things around that journey because I resonate with it so much, like putting on weight and then getting obsessive about it and joining. I wasn't Kayla at Science at the time, <laughs> but it was something equivalent and then becoming obsessive. And then still my mindset was like suffering. Still I like my self love of my body was suffering. And then coming out of that, just having so much more freedom and, um, and love for myself no matter what and living in the present moment and yeah not looking at the before and after photos and like craving for that after version um yeah I think you and I recently spoke about how hard it is to like articulate some of those things because it is so close to home um that can be a comment or a question I don't mind either way <laughs> yeah yeah I think for me like I feel very chilled like talking about it and talking about what I went through I think because I'm not like going through it anymore um mm. but I don't think like if I was you know like two three years ago in the midst of what I was experiencing I mean firstly I wouldn't even really have the awareness to realize that what I was experiencing was like something that I would need to recover from like mm. you know when you when you're so in the in the midst of it and you're so committed to because society this. says it's the right way it's like it's all exactly. being evidenced and supported and encouraged yeah, exactly. yeah so like I don't it wouldn't even be something to talk about because it would just be it was normal, even though I knew that I was like suffering, it was normal. Mm. <laughs> so, but, but anyway, like now I feel totally chilled talking about it. I think maybe also because like, I, you know, like I didn't really, it didn't really get to a point where like I had an eating disorder or anything. Like I did obviously go through like orthorexia, but I think, I think orthorexia is kind of like, it's on I don't know it's on a spectrum you know what I mean and it, yeah. it 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 has like its early stages and I was more like in the early middle stages you know if if it had gotten like prolonged maybe things would have gotten a little bit more out of hand but I didn't like my experience of like body image um issues and food issues was not like hugely traumatic so it's something that I can like talk about um versus mm. I can imagine if I went through something like a full-blown eating disorder, it might be a whole lot more difficult to speak about. Mm, I feel the same way when I talk about it. It feels like such a disconnect. It feels like there's a disconnect. Like it feels like I'm talking about someone else and, and not mm. in a way that I'm repressing it or ignoring mm. it. But um, I do forget about it sometimes. But yeah, exactly. part of the journey though. Part of the journey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I guess on, yeah, on that note, it's kind of like, I think 
my experience is just like settling somewhere where I feel so comfortable. Like I feel so confident in, in my view and like, um, around it. Like I like, I'm not practicing as a personal trainer, but hypothetically, if I was to, I would, um, I would somewhat, I would support someone in a weight loss journey, but in a very like, um, with, with mindset support alongside, mm-hmm. um, because I, I really do believe that it can be approached in a, um, holistic way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and with, with, with lots of self-love and yeah. Anyway, but I know that there's differing views out there. Cause I know that there's, um, PTs who practice like weight neutral and, and all of that. So anyways, um, I'd love to know, I'm just going to throw out like an open-ended question. Like, is there anything that you're feeling like super passionate about that you'd like to speak to or, um, sorry for that broad question, but <laughs> I do, <laughs> I yeah, do love Okay. Okay. On, on first hearing your question, I was like, OMG, I have no <laughs> idea, but now I'm like, okay, no, I, um, I think I do. Um, obviously like, you know, because, I am sharing content around like body image, you know, body acceptance, self-love, healthy relationship with food, disordered eating, no, 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 all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's at the front of my mind all the time. Um, and that's the work that I want to be doing with clients, you know, like my ideal client is somebody who wants to work on that. So that's something that I'm thinking about a lot. And like, I just want to, consume a lot of content like about that I am now rereading a book called fat as a feminist issue which I read originally in 2017 um which was part of my healing journey like reading that book just really helped me with my mindset and just understanding of why we are where we are right now with Mm. regards all of this food and body stuff mm. um so I'm rereading that book I am a very slow and unstructured reader so it is you know taking a bit of time but I'm almost finished rereading it and I also want to take myself through the exercises that are in the book like for my own personal benefit but also just to be able to kind of like relate with clients experiences when I if for example I do recommend an exercise from the book and then there is a you know like I just want to after this book there's another book that I want to read called more than a body the body an instrument not an ornament um which is a continuation of like I think that book is more about like looking at our bodies not as as the title suggests not as ornaments but as instruments as vehicles um as tools that we use to get through life rather than being something, uh, you know, to, to, as a way of like presenting ourselves to the world or whatever. Um, so I'm super, super keen to read that book. And I just want to keep reading. Like, I just want to keep learning as much as I can about this. Um, I'm interested in reading, um, the book, or books on intuitive eating because I know that there's more than one I want to read um the health at every size book um health at every size is something that I've really really loved kind of like learning about and understanding a bit better um through listening to podcasts and now I know that there's an actual book so I want to read it 
um yeah so I'm super passionate about this stuff and I just want to like read more and learn more um yeah because I think you know the more I know the more effective I can be at my work the Mm. more I can like share um content that also teaches people and like shifts people's perspectives about themselves but also like about you know the culture like how how on a cultural level we think about bodies um how on a cultural level we think about what is a healthy body um Mm. yeah so I want to be part of that conversation so I need to read and learn a lot I love that I love that yes yes I think, yeah, the more diverse voices we have, the more that we acknowledge like everyone's independent journey with this and, um, you know, acknowledging what works for them. And I don't know, I do see a bit of a narrative online. Sometimes people saying this worked for me, it's going to definitely work for you. And like, the, like, I don't know, the keto diet or something like that. And like, cool, that worked for you. But <laughs> like everyone finds their own journey with it. Yeah. All. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm so passionate actually about bringing that, that message to um, personal trainers as well. Cause I think there's such a big pressure after you come out of the training to kind of maintain the the mainstream narrative around it. And um, yeah, we talked about this last week anyway, in the, in the YouTube <laughs> video. So yeah, I, I wonder, yeah, like, uh, I guess there, like, um, how does your your work in like your holistic health coaching practice relate to, like, does that um, relate to your journey with yoga as well? Like, how do the fit the two fit together for you? I think they fit together quite well, just by virtue of the fact that they're both coming from me, the same person with the same values and beliefs and stuff. Um, so, in terms of like how I view the possibility of there being a collaboration between my yoga and my health coaching is like I would love to like host events and do you know retreats and stuff like that and obviously COVID right now it's you know weird and stuff we don't know when things are going to be normal again come to a retreat in (laughs) oh my god we must talk about that I've got a location in mind yes okay no Kayla offline we are having that conversation yes but like I want to do physical retreats I'm a very introverted person so I do not really like too much people you know like I love people but like it needs to be in doses dosage you know what I mean like I need to I'm I'm having a conversation with Kayla right now I'll probably need a break before I talk to someone then I can have another conversation with another person but even though I am so introverted I do really crave connection and even Mm. as I think about like how I want to do my business I want to work flexibly remotely and stuff but I do also really <clears throat> want to connect with people so that's why I want to do these virtual retreats I mean like in-person retreats mm-hmm. and at the retreats I mean it would be we would be doing whatever like you know health and wellness stuff workshops and stuff but then I would also I also have this vision that I would teach yoga there and my I guess you know thinking behind like 
doing any sort of like fitness instruction is coming at it from a place where we're moving our bodies and not because we want to burn 300 calories in an hour or not because we, you know, we just need to take the box of like exercising um, or because we want to lose weight or whatever, you know, kind of mindset might um, be behind why people exercise. But we're moving our bodies because we're celebrating the fact that we have bodies that allow us to move. We're celebrating Mm. the fact that we have bodies that allow us to you know, do the things that we do in life, which is something that I don't think that like we reflect on enough. So, and I think that links very well with healing body image issues and healing food related issues, because it's a new way of engaging with your body from that like physical movement perspective. And I think it can be a great complement to healing body image issues because oftentimes like somebody who um, has disordered eating is let's say constantly dieting they have a, a quite a negative relationship with exercise and it stems from that single mindset so instead of like you know having the negative mindset we just try to like have a positive mindset uh, with you know how we move our bodies in this case we're talking about yoga and um you know working on the the mindset and the healing the relationship with food and all of that Mm. oh I could listen to you all day I love your message I love what you share (laughs) fab all right um yeah last question where can the audience find you and what do you have coming up that they can find out more about okay so I'm on Instagram at I am Tepang Boy and I'm hoping that you will like put that in the show notes. I will. I will. (laughs) I had to put that for somebody who's not South African. Um, And then my website is tepangboe.co, not.com.co. And what do I have coming up? I am basically right now just building the foundation for my, my health coaching business. So in the next couple of months, I'll be launching my newsletter um and i'll also be relaunching my youtube channel um yeah so those are the two biggest things that i would say i have coming up just the the launch of my newsletter and my yeah youtube channel again it's it's there it's out there like you can go and see what's already there but i'm going to be relaunching yeah incredible incredible thank you so much thank you (laughs) thank you kayla i really enjoyed this thank you so much for listening to today's episode i'm so excited that you're here i'm so excited that you continue to listen and we grow this inner glow getter community the best place to follow along and make sure you never miss an episode is to be following me on instagram at kayla.benson i can't wait to connect with you all very 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 soon in the next episode of the inner glow getter Let's love.